You're listening to the profession's greatest physical therapist, Their Past, Our Future podcast. We're your hosts, Ethan Mitchell and Joey Stewart, first-year physical therapy students at Angelo State University. This is the podcast that is made to inspire pre-PTs, SPTs, and current physical therapists to become the greatest versions of themselves, physically, mentally, academically, financially, and spiritually. Let's get into it. Hello and welcome to the greatest physical therapist, their past, our future podcast. I am thrilled today to have a Dr. Nisha Meyer on to talk about various topics like uh, woman empowerment, finding mentors, and working as a personal trainer during PT school and things like that. We're excited to dive in. Nisha is actually uh, my mentor for the Level Up initiative, and uh, I've learned a lot from her so far. Will you tell us a little bit about yourself, Nisha? Yeah, thanks for having me on, Ethan. Um, it's cool to speak with you one-on-one. I always feel like it's like our little pod, and so your podcast is real. I believed you, <laughs> but now I'm actually on it, so I'm like, this is, <laughs> this is actually real. Um, so I am a new grad. I think you still say you're like a new grad until a year out, but I've been practicing. I graduated in May 2020, right when the pandemic was happening. And um, I got my doctorate in physical therapy at Temple University in Philly. Um, Before that, I was at GW in DC and got my undergrad in exercise science. And at the time there, I dipped my waters into CrossFit, where I got my CrossFit level one and started coaching their classes and had such like a spark of joy working with females. And I was um, president of my sorority. So I was always having my girls come to my class. And I was like, let me start a female only barbell class because so many women feel so good, but they're so scared to do this. And then that really just sparked like my love of getting females to resistance train and feel empowered. And I was at a crossroads. I was like, do I want to go down the fitness world or physical therapy and like be very professional and in healthcare? And I decided that, um, using like getting another degree and using physical therapy would only make me better in the fitness world. And now fast forward to where I'm at, I'm on this performance-based physical therapy clinic where I kind of hybrid the two. I really love that. Um, I think it's awesome that there's a role model like you out there to really get other girls excited about weight training. I know lots of my classmates who are girls, they, love to be strong. They love to lift weights. And lots of times there's not as many examples and having more examples is just gonna, you know, I guess break down barriers more so for more girls to get in the weight room and stuff and help foster some of the passion. Yeah. I feel like so many, I think the tide is changing. I do. Like, I think a lot of Um, The newest generation and people my age really are not scared to resistance train and seeing a need for it. But I do constantly hear when I work with different groups, like, what are your barriers? Like, what are you feeling? And there's no doubt, like, and I still get this and I feel very confident strength training. Like if I'm going into a space and I'm the only lady, I'm very cognizant of that. And I don't know when that will change, but I think, 
Every time I step foot in that space, all I could think about is I'm opening that door or space for another woman that's really scared to like come join me. And I, that's what I always say to everyone that's terrified. It's like, no one really is looking at what you're doing. Nobody really cares. Like as long as you go to do your own thing, you're probably opening the doors for somebody else to go strength train. Yeah, I think that's awesome. And uh, one of my classmates, she says she just comes on with her hoodie and her headphones and just zones in on whatever she's doing. So I think that's pretty cool. I um, do the same. I do AirPods, but I I actually don't listen to music because it's weird. I'm like, try because if someone's going to talk to me, I'm like, I want to be ready for it. Um, but I put on the AirPods. It's like an illusion. <laughs> <laughs> Genius. Genius. I know. So what? Uh, you're obviously like looking at your Instagram and stuff. You're an awesome advocate for woman empowerment, especially in the weight room. Uh, you mentioned that, you know, lots of times ladies, whenever they go to the gym, they don't, they're, you know, there's not, not a lot of other girls there. And that's kind of a challenge, you know, like kind of being the only um, person who looks like you there. Uh, mm-hmm. What are some of the other common challenges that women face when, wanting to start a weightlifting regimen? Mm-hmm. So I've done like a lot of research on this and I think it always comes down to behavior change. And that's like everything in physical therapy because so many people understand that one exercise is good. Same thing as diet, like diet, like having a healthy diet is good, but it's more about if we know all these things, why aren't more people participating in it? And I think it's really understanding the root of why people believe a certain way and might not want to do something. So looking at like female trends and behaviors, there was one study that I found in like 2018, just looking at the college demographic and it was like 20 year olds and it was their beliefs about resistance training. And it says a crazy stat, like one in every, I want to say like 22 men that were in the dumbbell or heavy resistance room like for every 22 men that touched the equipment, there was one female. And I think that's different now. And I think it could depend on the the place, but just hearing that stat, you're like, okay, so looking at it, like without any personality or beliefs, more men are doing this. So then I'm like, all right, why? And they said, they asked the women why they wouldn't do it. And one, it was like a lack of knowledge or confidence with spring training. So they, they don't feel like they have any background. Two, um, it was like this fear of getting masculine, like, oh, as soon as I lift heavy, I'm going to bulk up, I'm not going to look good. Um, three, it was beliefs that like cardiovascular health was a lot better for you. So like spending time on the elliptical or the treadmill or calorie burning um, would just be better in general. And then just in my own like biases and what I've seen, a lot of women either have an injury when trying to go deadlift for the first time, they're like, all right, that hurt my back. I'm never going to do that again. And I don't think that's just female. I think that's everybody in general, um, as well as just feeling like very overwhelmed with all the, the whole gym setting. Like, I think it's just intimidating in general. Wow. Yeah. That's a really interesting stat that like one woman to every 22 men, like I guess spends time lifting weights and, you know, I, I guess I'm not extremely surprised at that just from my own experience, like going to the gym and stuff. But, uh, um, I think, uh, as a physical therapist and, you know, fitness trainers, coaches, 
we have a great um, we have a great spot to be in to I guess educate women on things like that and mm-hmm. instill confidence in different exercises, different movements, and let them know the power of becoming stronger. You know, lots of times people do a lot of cardio to lose weight, which is fine, but a lot of evidence is showing that supplementing with resistance training has been superior method to losing fat mass while keeping your muscle mass as well. Totally. And I'm a huge believer in like experience to change your belief. So I feel like you and I have someone that comes to precision, our clinic and they might be coming from an injury and they've never strength trained before. And I'm their first experience ever. And I'm able to like for a small private practice, like we have a squat rack in our space. The only equipment we have really are like heavy kettlebells. Like it's very minimalist, like two tables. It's all focused on exercise And that person is 100% going to leave with the knowledge and tools or confidence to strength train in any way. And I really hope that, and it doesn't matter, you don't have to be in a performance-based clinic, but the mindset, like you're saying, and the education in all general practices, I think needs to be um, really just like emphasized. Wow, that's amazing. I know it's if, you ever, if you ever go into like a PT clinic and you see like a squat rack and a barbell, you'll be like, what's going on? But I think that's amazing yeah. that like you have kettlebells and stuff in there because that's also kind of rare to see in a, in a PT clinic from my experiences at least. So that's really great that your yeah. patients are leaving with that strength training knowledge to go continue on. Um, by yeah, it sets the tone. Like, I mean, that's, that's who we are. And I think that's, the future of PT, if we're preaching that we are movement specialists, like, and everyone doesn't have to deadlift. I'm not saying that, like, you don't have to learn how to strict deadlift, but you definitely need to be com- like comfortable doing functional movements. And that can look like a hundred different things. Of course, you're going to be hinging in some capacity, but whatever that person's goal is, I want to meet them where they're at. If it's just to pick up your grandkid, Like maybe I'm able to teach them a kettlebell deadlift and that translates, you know? So I think it's really cool to use something that feels really intimidating, but make it seem really personal and and empowering, which we're, we're so good at as physical therapists. Yeah. I could see that, you know, teaching them the why behind it, like, you know, doing these kettlebell deadlifts is going to be able to help you build the capacity to hold your uh, grandson or whoever it may be. But yeah, totally. Yeah. And so going back a little bit to uh, just like empowering women, what is some advice that would you give to those women who have may may have been disempowered by others, like regarding like exercise or body image? Mm-hmm. And this is very fitting because yesterday was International Women's Day. And right. I feel like I know it's very fitting. And I, so I feel like every woman is going to tell you that they have their own belief about their body, where we all could be seeing someone that looks super skinny to us and slim and gorgeous, but to her, she may have her own insecurities or she's not able to develop muscles or she's thinking about that other lady that has great arms. And it's so interesting how society has really played into a women's look defining her success. And I think 
for a long time, women were scared to break the stigma or, and, and part of it, like participate in strength training. And so for me, like whatever that lady's goal is, like, if you're really upset about something related to your body, is it something that one you can take control of? Cause I'm a huge believer that if you can take control of your controllables, that's going to give you a lot more happiness in life. If it's something not, and that could be a matter of belief, that could be a matter of exercise, diet change, um, changing your social life, whatever it may be. But if it's something that's not changeable, like why are your beliefs like that way? And I think understanding the why as well, like for me, when I was in my 20s and I had lost like maybe 30 to 40 pounds since college. And it's like college is just so social and I didn't even know how much I was like not feeling my body in the way that I wanted it to, but I definitely wasn't happy. And then taking a step back and thinking like, why do I feel this way? It was more of that I was losing a piece of myself. And so taking a moment to one, realize if something is not the way you want it to be. And two, why is it? What can you do next? And how can you use, at least with us, exercise to build you up to where you want to be, to look good, to feel good. I'm always saying like, as long as you're building and fueling your best self, and that doesn't have to look a certain way, it's just based on how you feel and your goals. That's all you need to be doing. I think that's great. And like you mentioned, exercise is just a terrific way to just instill confidence in your, in your body as well. Um, I think the, sorry, I think the scale is a big thing for women too. And I think pushing away from that and kind of like our patients in pain, like instead of being like, how much did you lose? I'm always like, how much did you gain? And mm -hmm. all that other stuff just falls off on the wayside. Like if you're hyper-focused on your pain or your pounds you're losing, you're just going to be like staring at the screen. But if you're focused on all the things that you're able to actually do or do more of, that's, that's huge for those women that are having a hard time. Okay. That's great. I'm going to start using that instead of how much do you lose? How much did you gain? <laughs> exactly. All right. So Nisha, you obviously have, you know, done a lot of different things. You are a group fitness trainer. Um, you did CrossFit instruction, your physical therapist, and you're even a level up um, <laughs> mentor, which I think is yeah. great. I just also want to ask you, have you intentionally put yourself out there to develop yourself either personally or professionally and kind of yeah. what it led to? Yeah. So I think it all comes down to your personality because I'm definitely an extrovert. I'm definitely a go-getter. I'm always going to take challenge head on. And so I think that's been really successful for me because that's who I am. But I think there's a lot of awesome leaders out there that are almost like late bloomers that take a little bit of time and they do a lot of things really well. And then they, they start to get a lot of success. So don't think anybody listening that you have to like follow my path and, you know, put yourself out there and be an extrovert and do all these different things. Like that's just the path that I've taken and it's true to my personality and myself. So it comes like very naturally, but um, I've always taken leadership opportunities and I remember, and I loved sports. Like I grew up playing field hockey. I ran track for two seasons. That was always in my bones. And I came to college and was just kind of doing like nonchalant exercise. And then I had a friend say a new CrossFit gym's coming in. Have you heard of it? 
I was like, I just know all I knew that was that they threw weights on the ground. I was like, I don't, that's all I know. And then I took, I was working front desk, I think. Yeah. Just doing front desk. And they were like, do you want to coach? And it was just something about my personality, I guess. And I was like, yeah, but I have no idea what I'm doing. So I actually learned CrossFit for myself while I was teaching it. And I think that's been one of the hardest things to do because it's the definition of really like fake it till you make it because you have people that have been doing it for years and they know everything. And I'm like, what is this kipping pull up? But it's so, it was so humbling. And then fast forward now I'm, I decided to take time to focus on schooling and I miss group fitness, but I also have always been like, I love cycle. I was like, I always want to be a cycle instructor. I feel like that has the power to one, really push people's cardio limits, but two, you're able to create this space and this environment that especially with the pandemic, it just brought so much relief. And so once I felt like I had schooling under my belt, then I was like, all right, I'll add this in, started teaching high intensity and cycle. And now I still teach three times a week. And I think our clinic's really big on trainer relationships. Like since we're so performance based, like we mostly get direct access and referral from um, patients that either had friends they sent our way and past patients or trainers. And I think being a face in the industry has been huge in promoting that I'm a movement forward PT for sure. Oh, that's really great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I feel th- old now. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, you're definitely not old, but <laughs> I think uh, that's great how your extroverted personality kind of like called like, I don't know, the CrossFit coaches like, hey, you should be a coach. Like you, you kind of fit I had goal. no idea what I was doing. I, I kid you not. It was the first time I ever touched a barbell and I'm teaching people how to do it. I was so intimidated. I was so intimidated. Wow. But I'm so glad you took the step because... I'm sure that just led to confidence in different areas as well. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. And I, Oh, I'm so glad you're my level up group for anyone that doesn't know about them. Like they are just an awesome community for people that are pushing for the best in the industry and elevating the the healthcare standard of physical therapy and just any, anybody really related in the field. And being a mentor, I think it's been so fun because it makes me really reflect on my own growth and like the potential, you guys are all such rock stars. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this, this field's going to explode. Yes. I'm so excited. Uh, our, uh, group, our group me message for level up is actually called, a uh, Beyonce's of physios oh my gosh. <laughs> because uh, is the Beyonce of physios. So, <laughs> oh my God. That- yeah. Shout out to uh, Danny, Dylan, Jesse, Jordan, and Colleen. Our yeah, our people. They're the, we have the best group ever. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. But you talked a lot about uh, some of your personal training experience. Mm-hmm. But I want to ask, so what are some of the benefits as working as a student physical therapist or even like a current physical therapist? How well do these skills transition? Yeah, I think... For me, I can definitely tell a difference if someone has a coaching background. And I think I would take someone's experience any day over their GPA if I was hiring. Because one, and it doesn't have to be personal training. I definitely want you to have a background in exercise to some degree. 
but I would also pick someone that's been a server for 10 years over someone that's never worked with people just because half of PT is communicating to people, like doing it in a way that you are actively listening and taking their feedback and um, really just reflecting on what they're saying to you and then implementing it in the care. So I feel like for me, it actually sparked my interest in PT being in like CrossFit and group fitness and one-on-one training, but I felt like I didn't have enough knowledge. Like people would ask me about pain and I'm like, I don't feel confident that I know how to do this, which led me to PT where I think some people are coming on the backside and they go to PT school because they've had PT or whatnot. And then they're like, shoot, I don't feel really qualified to teach, you know, like a deadlift or a back squat or a front squat or a snatch or something like that. And I think it's really interesting, like where we're going to hybrid out, like are more people going to come from the end of, I used to do training and then they go into PT or are more people going to come from more of an academic route and then have to do supplemental work after, which I think is kind of, it takes a really humble person because if you're going to go get your degree, I think you need to walk the walk, talk the talk. I would be willing to go through more schooling to feel like I know these exercises inside and out before calling myself a movement specialist. Yeah, I think that's great. And I think part of being a PT student, kind of an unwritten rule is you just got to go work out on your own and learn like different exercises and stuff. And yeah, make programs for friends. I did that all the time. I made programs for friends. I made my own programming. Like people are going to ask you all the time to treat them and you just got to get experience. Yeah. I think that's great. And being a personal trainer, that'll be extremely helpful in your exercise progressions as a physical therapist, learning how to load people too. Exactly. Like you're not going to be scared when somebody says, oh, I need you to do a hip hinging exercise with them. Or why don't you hit some different carry variations? Like you'll be able to just feel really confident when you're a new grad that's also trying to navigate like your PT brain. Like for me, I feel like I have the exercises now and I'm still just diving through how can I get really efficient treating this person? What am I seeing? All that. Yeah, that's great. And uh, I want to transition a little bit to um, kind of who who you've learned from the most. I want to ask, who have been your most influential mentors and what made them influential? Oh, I know. I was scared you're going to ask this. I feel like this is such a tough question, <laughs> but um, I feel like you have different mentors for different silos of your life. Mm. Like, obviously my parents are huge mentors in just like shaping me as a human. Like my mom is from Thailand and she actually mm. like, left every she was working every single day to like have her own living and she left everything um to come here with my dad and she left all her friends all her family and I feel like I admire so much of her independence and willingness to just take on challenge and so I really look up to her and my dad is just like the guy that everybody loves like he's so smart but he never looks stressed and he, he's so busy at work, but he never looks stressed. And I really looked to him to like, how do you, like his just mantra towards life is just, you know, it'll be what it will be just do your best and everything seems in place to him. So I hope to always like take some traits from them. 
I'd say mentor-wise in PT, because you obviously have mentors in different different little areas, mm-hmm. whether that's like the niche area of PT or if that's just um, someone you really look up to or if you're trying to make your own practice, you're going to look for a mentor in that way or a coworker in the same page as you. Um, I have a couple classmates that helped me get through Shout out to Pam Prasanti. She was she was actually a trainer background too. And so having her really helped me. We were frustrated, I think, from an academic standpoint of PT. We we're like, we know so much exercise and now we feel like we're taking a back step at school. And I think she was a really helpful soundboard for, all right, now we know this. How are we going to move forward? And then females that I just look up to in the industry. I mean, Steph Allen, I owe her everything. She helped me get my first job and she's just crushing it. She's going to start her own thing. It looks like, um, coming up for ACL rehab. Um, but she's just, she's just such an awesome, um, hidden gem. Yeah, exactly. And then some of my own professors like Trish Kane, she was on the podcast with the level up at temple. She always just, took time during class to speak from a women's perspective, especially as like we're in a male dominated um, ortho world. So she would be like, ladies, these are things you have to look out for or how to manipulate someone or do hands-on work and just be cognizant of your own body. And I thought that was, that was huge. Um, And then lastly, I'll just say my boss, John Herding, he is so humble and everybody knows him in the community and the brand of PT he's putting out. I'm just beyond grateful and honored to be associated with his business and him. Wow. That's really so great to hear. Um, all the different influences on you. It seems like you got the best of both worlds from your parents, you know, your mom's mm-hmm. super hardworking, your dad just knows how to chill in life too. <laughs> yeah. I'm a split. No doubt. I'm like high energy, but when I'm chilling, I'm like, I'm on vacation. <laughs> hey, that, that's perfect. <laughs> yeah. But you talked a lot about your mentors, but I also want to ask, how have you benefited from being a mentor yourself to other people? Yeah, I feel like I've actually learned so much more than I thought. Like I was pretty intimidated to be a mentor for you guys since I'm just one year out. But really, I feel like I've learned so like it's less about what I can give you guys and more of what I'm learning from you guys and just understanding your perspectives and what things are really challenging for you guys. And I think every time I listen or hear what you're going to say, I spend more time less about the knowledge I can feed you, but how can I propel that own growth and thinking? And so it's been, it's just been awesome. Like I feel like our group is full of really different personalities and different people that are going to go into the world and if I can cultivate like this thoughtfulness and personality and whatever specialty you want, that's the best gift of all. Yeah, that's really great. And we definitely have a bunch of brilliant people in our group. And yeah. I think that, that's awesome that you're from being a mentor. It kind of sounds like you're saying that you're learning how to empower thoughtfulness in others. Mm-hmm. So I think that's great. It's it's actually like less about what you know, and it's more about how you can respond to what people are thinking about, or how do you turn it around? And instead of them feeling like you guys need me or can only get information out of me, how can you just use me as a sounding board and figure it out yourself? Like that's what I try to cultivate. Like I'm just 
a companion. Like, I don't want to be this shiny bright person on the top that you can't reach or connect with. Like, I just want to make you challenged and, and think about what you're doing. Yeah, that's great. And I, I definitely see that. And you always ask lots of good questions too, that just, you don't give us the easy answers. So uh, we I know I make that. it hard. Yeah. <laughs> Another question for you. I want to ask, what is a piece of advice you'd give to a student PT entering their third year of PT school? Sorry, pretty specific, but. Ooh, would it be COVID related or not? Cause my whole last year was COVID related. I'll give both. I'll give yeah. both. So, um, I'm a huge planner. Like I'm a Google calendar gal, like five years out, I probably have my schedule set. So I was like, three clinicals, my third clinical, I'm going to hustle to get this job at this dream place. And then I'll have interviews in other places and work here or whatever. And obviously in my third clinical, which was the spring of 2020, COVID happened. And so everything that was planned, doesn't matter if you're the top dog, doesn't matter if you're going to be an awesome PT, like the world was not ready for this. And PT definitely was not um, and we took a really hard hit. Like, I think at one point I saw 30% of all physical therapists were unemployed. So you got a huge market of new grads coming in that don't even have a spot to go. And at that point we didn't know, could we do hands-on was PT essential? Like it was a mess. And, uh, PA was obviously very strict being more like in the North. And so I was like, all right, I need to take a step back. What am I going to do? And so if I could go back in those shoes and be my like third year clinical, do everything you can to start networking early. Like don't wait until a certain time. Don't think like, oh, let me to the end. Like every encounter is a marketing event. Any relationship can help you go further. And that can be in your first year. It could be in undergrad. It could be in your second. It could be on your first clinical. So I wouldn't wait to like a certain perfect time to get your ducks in a row because you might, something might happen that you have to shift things around. Um, so if it's a non COVID world, I would also say, try to get as much exposure in a clinic if they're cool with it um, or training like a background or maybe get your own certification because if you especially want to be in this performance based model, that's how you have to do it. And I just started shadowing like my boyfriend, he's a PT too. He, his thing was writing letters. He took that from my dad. He would write a letter and walk into a clinic and just introduce himself face to face. And my thing was going and shadowing for the day and just connecting with the patients and laughing. And, um, if you're able to show the human connection in a really hard time and set yourself apart, you're probably going to have a lot more choices and where you're going to work. Yeah, that's great. And I appreciate that you gave uh, kind of both takes like the COVID world and I guess non-COVID world, but you know, it's always COVID now. So I know, I think, I think by the time the folks are going to, I don't know, it's going to be interesting for those that are trying to get into the job market right now, because I, it, I don't, I just, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how many people are still hiring if they're taking back people they laid off or mm-hmm. if my class, like those that had a hard time getting something full-time if they're finally going to be able to get something full-time. Obviously it depends on the state you're at, but if anybody is needs help or guidance, I'm happy to speak one-on-one for sure. Right. And yeah, that was definitely such a hard time to enter the field. (laughs) Definitely. 
Yeah. Um, so I have a question for you. It's our uh, final question for the interview. Something we ask all of our guests. What is your definition of a great physical therapist? Oh, these are hard. You say I, I ask hard questions. Okay. <laughs> let, me, let me think about what did Joe Rinaldi say? He's like the best ever. I feel like he had an amazing answer. <laughs> oh, he did. It was something along the line, like being a great physical therapist is being a great human. So I was like, oh, of course. that's amazing. Of course. That's so on brand. Okay. Let me think for a little bit. I would say being a great physical therapist is being the best version of yourself to build others to their best. Mm. So yeah, boom. So if you can be the best version of yourself and really use that to empower others like selfishly and so organically that they they're just around you and they want to be their best, then your job is easy because it doesn't matter what exercise we know it doesn't matter what technique, it doesn't matter all these things. If they believe in you, if they trust you, they're going to get better. Like I had one patient tell, she called me a woo girl and this like really stuck with me. So you wow others over and that's like my thing. So I use that to treat my patients. Like whatever your thing is that makes you feel like your best self, your personality, and you feel confident in the clinic, use that to let others just soak it up and, and really just shine. Hey, I really like that. I, I'm excited to uh, find that woo boy quality in myself. <laughs> <laughs> woo boy. What is it? Win others over? Yeah. <laughs> oh, win others over? That's great. Wow, wow others over? It's, it's all the same. <laughs> right, right. And I encourage all of our listeners to kind of think about what in themselves is their quality that wins other people over. Mm-hmm. But Nisha, it's been such an awesome time talking to you tonight um where can our listeners you know get in touch with you email you find you on social media yeah so you if you're in the philly area you're welcome to come stop by our clinic we have three of them in the suburbs uh, at precision performance physical therapy you can email me at nisha n-i-s-a day at precision performance pt.com and then my instagram which i'm pretty good on if you want to dm or message me it's nisha meyer m-e-y-e-r dot dpt um and yeah i'm happy to talk to anyone one-on-one if they're interested in working with females if they're interested in like the job hunt i'm more than happy to help you guys along the way all right that is awesome yeah nisha she's great at responding so definitely follow her on social and we'll put all that information in the show notes as well thanks ethan this was so fun incredible episode with dr nisha meyer now you guys see why i had her on we definitely missed joey this episode but he'll be back soon and i just want to mention thank you guys so much for following along it would mean a lot if you guys subscribed or even left a review on apple Podcasts or even reached out to us on instagram love you all have a great day